welcome back to a very special episode of the Bosque County Blast. I'm Art Devitalis. Today, we talk to Steve Munisteri, Senior Campaign Manager for John Cornyn's 2020 Senate race. He'll face Democratic candidate MJ Hagar this November. Here's what he had to say about the Republican Party, Cornyn's campaign, and his opponent. You're listening to the Bosque County Blast. So to start off, what is Munisteri's background in Texas politics? So I started in 1972. I worked at about 80 campaigns. I was the head of four different statewide organizations. Most recently, I was the three-time elected chairman of the Republican Party of Texas at the 2010, 2012, 2014 election cycle. After that, I left to help run Senator Paul's presidential campaign as senior advisor, and then I was a senior advisor to Chairman Rice Priebus at the RNC and then helped with the 2016 election cycle. Then from there, uh, I was hired by the president to be deputy assistant to the president and principal deputy director of the White House Office of Public Liaison, which I did for two years until Senator Coyne asked me to come back to Texas to help him. So I'm a senior advisor to his campaign. I'm also a senior advisor to the Republican Party of Texas running their volunteer engagement project, which is primarily focused on uh, voter registration and volunteer recruitment. Clearly, his experiences stretches from Texas to Washington, D.C., with a couple stops in between. So we asked him to talk a little bit about what his experience with him has been like. Being in the White House, I can tell you that I saw Senator Cornyn over there quite frequently because he was an integral part of the leadership that passed through the economic package that gave us very robust economic growth reversed the decline that we had experienced during the Obama years. What a lot of people don't know is that there had been a significant economic decline growth-wise in the last couple of years in the Obama administration. So they peaked in uh, 2015, but they had about a 40% decline in their growth rate so that by their last year in office in 2016, they only had a 1.6% growth rate in the first quarter of 2017, they only had a 1.4% growth rate, so they definitely were on the downslide and that uh, reversed so that the, the following year, uh, 2018, after the tax program was passed, we had a 2.9% growth rate, so it was very significant. But what was even more important was for the first time since they've been keeping records, there were more job openings than there were job seekers, and it wasn't even by a little bit when I left the White House. There were over a million more job openings than there were jobs that had never happened before. So not just stopping at the Senate, he's also worked with the President of the United States and demonstrates results. We asked him to tell us a bit about Senator Cornyn's core values when it comes to this campaign. To work with business and not against business because you can't have employees without employers. And Senator Cornyn helped shepherd that through. That project was to make sure that we had a strong judiciary. During the time I was there, they had passed over 150 federal judges at the district court level and justices. Now that's, I believe, right at 200. Senator Cornyn was instrumental in that because he used to be a district court judge and then attorney general. I practiced law for 27 years, so I know the importance of that. It has been a great benefit to the state to have somebody that's influential in leadership, especially when you're part of the majority party. So we're very well represented. He even gave us a little insight into the future of Texas politics. I hope this is not the case, but the odds are we'll probably have 
democratically controlled House of Representatives. I mean, there's always a chance we can get it back. But when you have split government, it requires people that can try to work with the other side, even if you don't agree with them on most issues, try to find some common ground. Senator Cornyn has the type of personality and, and the longevity, and I, I view it as a positive him being in office as long as he has, because it's allowed him to not only to rise to the top of the leadership that represents our state well, but he knows the players, he knows the process, and uh, he knows how to get things done in a split party environment. We certainly are a split party, if not a split country right now. So what did he have to say about Cornyn and COVID-19? The first thing he tells people is to remember that this is not an economic policy-induced economic downturn. Job openings to job seekers, the strongest ever. This was a pandemic-induced downturn. So the, the fundamentals of the economy are strong so long as we can fashion a passage as, as a bridge from before we were at the pandemic, through the pandemic, till afterwards. The, the way I describe it to people is, say you're driving down a highway, you got a, you know, you've got a great road, and then there's a, a bridge out over a canyon, but on the other side of the canyon is a great road as well. Your, your trip will, you'll still make your trip, but it'll still be smooth so long as you can figure out how to get a bridge between the canyon and, and what the senator's been working on with the president is to strike that right balance to give businesses and individuals and governments enough aid to fight the pandemic so we can get to the other side without spending so much on the bridge that when you get to the other side, you don't have enough money to maintain the road on the other side. Munisteri gave us some insight into funding and even the national deficit in the midst of this crisis that we've been in since mid-March, or arguably earlier. There's always a question of how do you fund things, especially now, quite frankly, that we've already, we already had a significant national debt, but because of a national emergency, we've, we've added to it. So how do you, what is the philosophy to fund that long term? You know, I'm expecting from what the Democrats are saying, what his opponent M.J. Hager advocates and the Bayer Orcs of the world, that the other side's proposal is simply, well, we're just going to tax everybody. And they've already indicated that they're going to increase corporate taxes 21% to 28%. But if you think of that, 21-28 or 7-28 is 25%. So they're talking about a 25% increase on corporation. One of my favorite sayings from former Congressman Jack Kemp is what the Democrats failed to understand is you can't have employees without employers. So how to address this? He's had some ideas here. If you hurt the employers, if you hurt businesses, it's going to be either less wages or less jobs. So the Democrats' way of doing things is, is well, we'll just keep taking more from the private sector, whereas our way of doing things is why don't we expand the economy, expand the private sector, expand the number of people that have jobs, therefore there'll be more that pay taxes. And let's deal with the deficit two ways. One, that as the economy grows, the deficit becomes a smaller percentage of the economy. So it would be like if an individual is making 20000 a year and they have $50,000 worth of debt, you know, that's a lot of debt. But if they can grow that 20000 over time to 100000 and carry the 20000 debt a lot easier. Now, you haven't reduced the debt. It's just that you've increased your resources to service the debt. The first thing is that you want to grow the economy so that the debt is a smaller percentage of GDP. 
The second thing is that you actually, you, you will generate more revenue if there's more profit, because the more profit there is, the more taxes, the more taxes as there's revenue. That's another thing that Democrats that don't understand. You cannot have tax revenue unless you have profit to tax. So they treat profit as a bad, if they looked at it differently, if they looked at it, hey, if you want to fund all those social programs you have, you should be rooting for high profits, because high profits means the government's taking a quarter of it, and that'll be more money for all your pet programs. So Cornyn is an incumbent here, and he has won consecutive elections for the last 18 years. Well, first of all, he's had the support, overwhelming support of Texas citizens. In this last primary, he got 76.3%. Last time, he got over 60%. And I'll point out that just a, a few years ago, I think it was 2014, he was so popular among individual citizens that thought he was doing a good job that M.J. Hager was actually a contributor to this. Her saying he's been there too long is a recent conversion because just a few years ago, she was helping him stay in office. While that is definitely impressive, what is the key to success for him here? The truth of the matter is that Senator Cornyn uh, regularly connects with everyday Texans. Uh, Usually once a month we do a a teletown hall. We literally call out to hundreds of thousands. Let me repeat that. Hundreds of thousands of voters every time we do that. Uh, And in a normal session we'll have 50,000, people on the line. And they'll take an hour, an hour and a half calls, but for anybody who calls in that doesn't get on, we have staff that's waiting, and we take their calls, and we get back to them later and answer their questions. And he does that almost every week. So there's some sort of town hall and teleconference. So he's regularly connecting, and he did that before, but before he also drove around and met with people. But now that he can't meet with businesses or groups because of the limitations, he has been a machine when it comes to scheduling every week meetings with company employees, chambers of commerce, every type of group you can think of, um, he's been connecting with. And at the end of the day... Munisteri left us with some wisdom about voters and any political election in any state across the country. The people that decide whether somebody is in office too little or too long are the voters, and they judge that on the basis of the job he's doing. Senator Cornyn has never lost an election. He was a district court judge. He never lost an election there. He was an attorney general. Never lost an election there. He was a Texas Supreme Court justice. He never lost an election there. He's been a U.S. senator. He never lost an election there. So individual Texans, which are going to decide this race. Thank you, Steve, for your time and breaking this down for us. And that's it for this special episode of the Bosque County Blast. Look out for a special episode and interview with Democratic candidate MJ Hagar and the race against Senator Cornyn. I'm Art DeVitalis. Thank you for listening.